Precious tritium is the fuel that makes this podcast go. There's only 25 pounds of it on the whole planet. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider It seems I've heard that song before. Call the patent office, copyright the name Green Goblin. I want a corner every time somebody says it. That spider freak making me look ridiculous. Up, up, and away with! What? Shazam! Spider-Man? Stupid reporters still think Puny Parker's Spidey. Go, Web, go! We're gonna have a hell of a time. Hello and welcome to another episode of Swinging Through Spider-Man. So a quick intro, I'm James Russian. As usual, every single week, I read two Spider-Man comics to my best mate, Bradley Hughes, who is over there. Hello. How are you getting on, mate? Very good, thank you. I've, ju- I've just been chased by three youths on a moped, so my heart is racing. Oh, uh, good to get that adrenaline pump in. We were very sorry for your situation, but it sounds like you've had your own action movie today. I really have, really have been on my own little adventures. One man who likes an adrenaline rush is uh, Peter Parker as Spider-Man. We have covered his career so far enough. This is a very first read through. This is mine and Bradley's first time reading through the comics. He doesn't even read them really. He has to like, no. deal with my <laughs> interpretation of the comics. So uh, yeah, I mean, you ha- you do you do dabble, you do dabble, don't you? I, I do like you dabble on the um, sidelines. Yeah, read read um, mostly DC to be honest with you. But it's it's we we read these very old sixties uh, uh, Stanley Steve Ditko, um, Amazing Spider Man for the very first time. As as uh, James said, he he reads it, he filters it down to me. I react in God knows whatever way, and then we filter that on back to you guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We are on our 22nd episode today and we have come really far. We're just a few away from that landmark 25 in a quarter century episode. And uh, I think think we've had a conversation. We'll be uh, spending that episode going back through everything that's happened so far and our favourite moments and our worst moments, stuff like that, just to bring us up to speed. I think everyone, you know, it's not much has gone on really. Uh, Whilst we've read through a lot, it's, you know, those same story beats have happened and it is a... A, a real showcase of his life, of Peter Parker's life, and the, the trials and tribulations of him being Spider-Man and uh, getting beat up on every week. So we'll, we'll go through that on 25 and uh, hopefully have that little rest point for everyone, a little jumping on point as well. As we head into the further adventures of Spider-Man, it looks like we're turning into a new era now. Uh, things are changing. He's uh, getting a lot more confidence, but still, you know, his life does fall apart now and then, don't it, Brad? Yeah, um, I mean, what was it? Two episodes ago, he he actually binned his his uh, Spider Man costume. He was he was so done with it all. He just honestly just a broken man. His aunt went into hospital after having a heart attack. Uh, the whole entire city hated him. Uh, believed he was a uh, a coward. Oh yes, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got a new lease of life. He's remember that good old motto where he's like, I oh, I have to do something. It's like, with great power, must come great responsibility. You know, it's a phrase that um, that's 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 thrown around quite a lot in the Spider-Man universe. But, um, you know, he's really taking it to heart at the moment. Yeah, so we are on Amazing Spider-Man issue 20 right now. And I, I do encourage you to read through these. Oh, there's a lot of character in them. It's easy to mock 
sixties comics, but there's a incredible amount of depth. It's also, also ma- groundbreaking for the time. Like the storytelling, although we we find it quite funny and zany and full of antics, it's it's still pretty gritty for the time. Yeah, exactly. And it, you know, it does amount to you know teenage child entertainment. To be at the time, you know, now we can look back and say, oh, this is perfect. You know, great for all age ranges. You might want to be over ten. But at the time, you know, it might have been marketed towards a, a younger audience and would possibly read it now. So, yeah, yeah it, it's really good. Um, if you've enjoyed the podcast so far, one thing that would really help is if you haven't already done so, um, is to leave a review wherever you can. Um, ideally five stars, but I'm not against you not liking it and uh, telling us, you know, what where we can improve. You know, that would be a great help. Uh, anything you've got to say, you can direct it to us at Spidey Podcast on Twitter or for a review, a review on Apple Podcasts. Overcast, uh, we're not on Google Play or Spotify, but uh, I think I'm working on that. You, know, you need to do a few tricks to get on Google Play because it's only for Americans. So my IP address just locks me out, basically. <laughs> uh, so I'll have to find a work. I'm, I'm speaking to... It's, it's like Google Play is like, no, this IP address is not red, white and blue enough. No, it 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 doesn't respect any American traditions, and it is not there for uh, you know the United States of America. It doesn't respect the Fourth of July, and I do apologise. But um, I'm speaking to um, Podiant, who hosts us, about if there's any kind of workaround, is any trickery I can do. So uh, stay tuned for that because it, I think it is holding us back, not being on two of the biggest platforms. We are on the biggest. There's still two other places where people listen to podcasts that can't find us. So. Stay tuned on that and we'll get that sorted. Um, I've kind of abandoned SoundCloud. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Poor SoundCloud. Um, I, don't think, I don't think we needed to be on there, to be honest. So that, I think I might upload one or two in the future, but you can have our first three on there and, and stick to that, to be honest. <laughs> I think everyone who wants to find us can find us through the means that we have and the means that we will have in the future. But, mate, that's enough waffle. Shall we get into Amazing Spider-Man 20 in our 22nd episode? Let's begin our dive, Captain. Let's begin that deep dive. Um, so where, where, where did we leave off, actually? Um, we had Peter Parker being stalked by a shady figure, like a private investigator who was reporting to someone quite high up. Um, he's actually, that's still going on, uh, in issue 20. He's been tailed, and he actually, surprisingly enough for Peter Parker, notices what's going on, which is uh, not something that usually happens. So it's almost like he has some sort of spider sense that should alert him to dangers of the streets. Yeah, of course. Um, that, well, that works. Um, he notices that someone's following him, and the dude isn't really good at doing his job. He is just trying too hard not to be spotted. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it like Assassin's Creed, where like that guy just randomly turns around in the middle of the street, and you're just there in the middle of the fucking crowd, the only person dressed all in white, and you're just there like, uh, 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 and then you just pick a random bench. Oh, to the sit worst down thing on. is, man, when you're on the rooftop and you get too close on a rooftop to someone on the floor, and they both turn around and just stare up at you for a bit until you back off. <laughs> like, there's a dude following <laughs> you on the <laughs> roof. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes note of the fact that I'm being followed home here. Hang on a minute, how many times have I actually been followed home here? He starts to have a genuine panic attack, which is what Peter Parker does, what anyone would do in a situation. Has someone found him out? Does someone know his identity? What is going on? Um, he waits until the stalker leaves, um, and then he changes into his Spider-Man outfit, heads out and follows him. Here's where the follower, mate, becomes a followed so I believe his exact quote. <laughs> yep. Um, so Peter, he likes to speak to himself quite a bit. He describes his powers as the power of a thousand spiders. 
I don't know if that's totally accurate. <laughs> I don't know if that's totally accurate. I don't think a thousand spiders could be as powerful as he's. That little. I don't know. I think a thousand spiders are powerful enough to clear out any fucking room. Definitely, like him. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, he goes unnoticed due to his creeping ability, but is led back to his own house. <laughs> And this is where he panicked again because he's like, oh, God, I am really vulnerable now. I'm on a power line above my own house with a guy who's actively looking for me. Uh, He creates a diversion and flings. This is not on brand. He flings a massive bat made out of web at his stalker who shits himself and runs off. (laughs) You could say that was taken from another popular comic. (laughs) Yeah, just. Slightly. He's got a fucking... <laughs> fucking <laughs> this, this, has Peter just been taking like web arts and crafts? Because this isn't the first time that he's just made some cockamamie bullshit out of his web. I believe art and math are linked quite intensively because you can make anything if you've got the right measurements. Yeah, he basically 3D prints this shit with his webbing. <laughs> doing each layer. <laughs> Takes him hours. <laughs> uh, reacting quickly, he launches himself into his house. It's a little too quick. Loses his momentum, spills out, crashes into a wall, and wakes up his aunt who rushes upstairs. And not a good look. Uh, she's screaming. He's getting changed, and he manages to just about defuse the situation, telling his aunt that he just knocked over a chair. Uh. <laughs> full of bullshit. You can smell that bullshit. He's like, he's like fully hot and sweaty in that as well. Yeah, that's like, that's like have you colla- are you having an aneurysm and have you collapsed and hit your head? Loud, that was Peter. <laughs> and this is a woman that can't hear anything. Yeah, as we've... Uh, as- so she hears that bang. I'm talking like chandeliers downstairs rattling, like... Dishes falling out of the fucking sideboard. We're talking a 16, 17, 18-year-old boy slash man flinging himself at full power into his bedroom wall. That That's noise. Like, that's noise. That's a you noise. Talk, you're talking about the boy with the same amount of weight as a thousand spiders crashing up against the wall, like head first, like a human missile. And somehow... Just being like, oh, oh, I knocked over a chair. Yeah, his aunt stretches it a bit, don't she? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I have a feeling like every time she closes the door, she's just like, well, at least it's not on drugs. <laughs> she doesn't know that. She doesn't know that at all. From what I've got to say, the evidence says that he is on drugs. There is drugs being consumed. There's no reason for him to fling himself into his wall at that speed, unless he's on PCP, something like that, bath salts. <laughs> At the bugle, mate, J. Jonah Jameson flies into a rage at the very thought of Spider-Man. We, we, this is established at this point. It doesn't need. It keeps ramming that point home. It really wants you to know. J. Jonah Jameson doesn't like Spider-Man, but he's getting to thinking, mate. And you know, the devil makes work for idle thumbs, don't it? Really does. If it does. only there was some kind of anti-spider serum. But wait, 
News is breaking of a scientist in town that can cause artificial mutations. Now the plan evolves. Jameson has a master plan. What if someone was stronger than Spider-Man? What if someone beat Spider-Man at his own game? If a plan involves mutations, bad idea. Fuck that. Bad idea. Never worked in the history of anything. Have you seen The Fly? Yes. Have you played Fallout? If you get into a fucking teleporter with a fly and teleport to another place, you are going to be absolutely fucked. You don't want to switch your genetic makeup into anything except what you are because it will fucking ruin you. Like the fly, he's all... No, it's uh, Jeff Goldblum. He's super attractive. He's smart as hell. Makes one mistake and he's suddenly oozing fucking pus from his like liver and his fucking armpits. Then his bones are breaking and his face is deforming. It You, you don't want that. You don't want it, mate. You don't want you. You know you couldn't be mutated into. It's one thing making you have wings, but then when you start mixing and matching the genetic makeup, then you're you're a dog man. You know, <laughs> or a goat boy. You don't just be Spider Man. You know, things can go wrong. What if they don't have spider DNA? What if say they have the DNA of a scorpion? Oh, I think I know where this is going. Exactly. We're going to wrap up a bit of plot here, though, before we dive into that. The stalker, the one who's been following Peter Parker, bursts into Jameson's office. Oh, shit. It's all okay. Jameson has hired to the stalker, so, you know, it, it isn't just... The stalker... Oh, JJ's a dickhead. You know why... You this can't is- just go around. You can't just go around hiring stalkers. Jameson has hired a private investigator of some kind to actually figure out how Peter Parker takes such good photos because how can Peter Parker, a complete and utter social dunce with no experience in camera work, take such intimate, revealing photos of a a master superhero or a a serious power in the city at work because they are close up. They're really intrusive. It's It's almost like spider selfies. Exactly. And... James just wanted to know how it's going down and almost stumbled on Peter, Peter's true identity, you know, his true alter ego of being Spider-Man. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the different plan has popped up now. The different plan has popped into James's mind. He doesn't care about Parker anymore. He demands that the PI, Mac Gargan, takes on a new job. And Gargan, of course, accepts. If it's good money, he's going to do the job. Can you see where this is heading? I know you said I got to follow the kid, and which I first thought was a bit weird, but because, you know, you're paying me such good money, I just thought I'll just follow the kid. But uh, now you're asking me to do something else. I'm just, uh, you just kind of have to show me the money. He does show him the money. How would, how does 10 grand sound, Gargan? Oh, girl. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it does. I mean, following kids is one thing, but uh, 10, 10 grand, just, just sign me up. Just hook up the battery, put it on my nipples. I'll do anything. That's pretty much exactly what he says, mate. They burst past Peter, who is in conversation with Betty and her. And a new gentleman, of course, Ned Leeds, who we uh, introduced uh, in the last couple of episodes. He's actually mm. heading out of town on assignment, and Peter sees his chance. However, you know that whole other development has come up. Gargan was a man stalking him. And Peter realised, he puts two and two together far too easily. Peter realises that Jameson hired him. What, what the hell is all that about? He thinks. But uh, 
he's going to have to wait to find out because Ned has invited both Pete and Betty to see him off on his uh, new assignment. He's got to fly out of the city. Now, at a lab across town, Jameson and Mac Gargan meet a scientist who made a rat breathe like a fish. My good. Yeah. And a uh, fish that crawls about like a rat. I'd absolutely fucking... He should be sanctioned for this. Oh, what's that film that's out now? The Shape of Water? Yeah. That, yeah, that is this. <laughs> Definitely not this. This guy, this scientist, is acting all moral. Jameson obviously approaches him and demands, do a special task for me. I'll give you 10 grand. I'll give Matt Gargan money. We're all going to be rich. I want you, mate, to experiment on a human being. Because, you know, fuck human rights. Yeah, this is a... I think he was breaching a lot of ethics by fucking up rats and fish. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Going straight to hell. Yeah, God, you God can't just... Mercy for you. you can't just put, like, teats on a rat and milk it and then have rat milk, and that's not that's not okay. You, know, you can't just put... You can't just oh, put legs rats, on a fish. Rats just give milk anyway. I'm rats mammals. I don't want to... Oh, nah, I'm not getting into that. Really, that's disgusting. That is fucking disgusting. <laughs> I bet there's a few... I bet that scientist spends a lot of his day drinking dog milk. Probably. Sounds like the type of man to drink dog milk. There's probably nothing wrong with dog milk. You know, we drink cow's milk. But the idea of it disgusts me. Well, I used to have a vet that used to... Um, he'd, he'd give a treat to my dog whilst my dog was there on the like the table getting his injections and that he'd stare into my dog's eyes he'd be like your dog's got beautiful eyes beautiful eyes and then he would just eat the treats himself it's like why there are people who spend far too much time around animals and it's no benefit to them no I love animals I love pets but if you're eating fucking animal food you gotta you gotta limit your time with um, canines and and other critters yeah this this scientist needs to get some time out of the lab man just Read a book, you know, take a walk, enjoy the sunlight, reevaluate fucking up with Mother Nature. There's a natural order in the animal kingdom that should not be fucked with, and you should not be putting gills on rats. I think that's clear. <laughs> it's very clear. Beyond yeah. clear, you didn't need to do it. Why have you done this? It proves nothing. Why have you done this? <laughs> Like, you can't just, you know, there's people, you know, back in the day when they made the pomato, which was a potato and tomato mix, and that was very pointless. And it was toxic as well. I believe it was toxic. Oh, Eventually what's, that, kind of that, completely... what's that famous quote? It's like, you were so busy. It's from it's from, it's from one of your favourite films. It was... It's from you were so, so busy thinking about whether you should. You didn't stop to think if you could, if you should. Ah, fuck that oh. completely. It's the other way around, basically. You're too busy thinking about if you could. You didn't think about if you should. There you go. Too busy. No, I have these. You know, why not make a cup with two handles? A mug should have two handles. It'd be really cool if mugs had two handles. But we just, you know, that's a much. Yeah, but like, so when you have a coffee mug, you know, when you're walking upstairs, so you can balance, it can be the equivalent, can be, I can't even say that, but, you know, it could be balanced perfectly between two hands. And but you have it in one hand, it's all sloshing everywhere. Mate, I think you need to get checked out for your balance. I'm all right. I'm all right. But, you know, I have these ideas. I don't act on them. I'm just I think <laughs> I'm just thinking about the the, uh, the Jurassic Park quote, and I'm just thinking how fucking terrible the movie would have been if it was just like, welcome to the fish park. And it's just like, 
and he's just like the fish just crawling crawling about because they haven't developed feet or anything it's just it's very like <laughs> this fucking comic is the plot of jurassic park this guy matt gargan is basically the the one in jurassic world when they just make that fucked up mega dinosaur oh yeah where well, he's got your human dna You've got all the DNA, and you went, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah, that seems right. <laughs> <laughs> Should I make a dinosaur that can breathe underwater, can, you know, have smell of vision, have like daredevil ear vision, can, can fucking die. see you, can smell you, can hear you? It's also got a human brain. Uh, that doesn't, that's a brilliant idea. It won't go wrong at all. Fuck me, you're and- a genius. <laughs> this uh okay the scientist has it like a moral quandary do i experiment on a human i mean i can't refuse because i'm giving so much money and it will really help me you know do really good things in this world and you've got matt gargan and jay jonah jameson two human scumbags egging you on to do it you know you don't have your research board there considering it you know considering the grant you've literally got two human dickheads lying into you for not doing it and begging you to do it throwing money in your face as well hey uh, hey jj i was uh i was at first i was a little bit you know concerned about you following me the little, the little boy back to his house which he lives with he's like his aunt and that yeah i was like yeah, it's weird weird especially when you asked me to take some photos but uh you know i i could do with some fish gills sign me up yeah that's that's exactly what happened because uh the scientist he he thinks it might be too much for Gargan. Gargan is already stripped naked and ready to go on the machine. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Just do it already. I just, I want gills. I just want to be able to go down on my old lady for like at least nine hours. He'll do anything for that kind of dog. <laughs> anything. Um, he gets his head shaved, gets strapped into the machine, he's tested and he's pumped full of that good shit, that scorpion DNA, which uh, Dr. Stillwell, the uh, scientist, has lying around. His strength, his coordination, he's superhuman. Brad, he's been equipped with the powers of a scorpion. What do you think are the powers of a scorpion? Um, the ability to look stupidly scarer. Uh, that's not what he has. He gets dressed up in big green armor with a really phallic tail. <laughs> it's got like no point. <laughs> it's just a, a really big schlong. <laughs> to put it bluntly, um, I mean, I don't want to go on about it, but it is um, very, very phallic. <laughs> and he swings it around a lot and smashes things down with it. Um, there's a lot of that going, because it hasn't got that stinger, or it isn't very scorpion-like. It's well, just a massive sledgehammer thing. Isn't it said that scorpions can like survive like nuclear blasts and stuff? Indeed it is. Indeed it is. And I've got a few scorpion facts for you, actually. I won't repeat the one I told you earlier, Brad, because it is fucking disgusting. Yeah, leave that one right out. Yeah, read into scorpion scorpion mating, not the rituals or anything behind it, how they actually impregnate each other, because it, it's not good. No. It's not good. Uh, they are considered evil, scorpions, for whatever reason. It might be because they look nasty or they're complete dickheads. But they're considered to be pure evil and loads of fables that have scorpions in. Usually the scorpion's the bad guy. Like you've probably heard the one when a scorpion is begging a frog to take him across the river on his boat because a scorpion can't cross the river. And the frog's like, just don't sting me. Please don't sting me. And the scorpion's like, yeah, I won't do it. I won't do it. And he seems genuinely earnest. 
and like he's ge- no, genuinely not going to do it. Like there's no even inc- there's no inkling at all that he's lying. They get on the boat halfway across the river. The scorpion stabs the frog. The frog looks down. He's like, "Oh wow, you stabbed me. We're both fucked." And the scorpion's just like, "Okay." And the frog's like, "What? Why did you do that? If you don't even care?" And the scorpion's just, "Well, it's in my nature, pal. For one, I'm a scorpion. So A, you shouldn't have believed me. And uh, B, I was going to do it anyway. So peace. We we both dead, and they both die. That's how people think of scorpions. I've never in my life heard that fable." But I feel like it's teaching kind of a uh, a bit of a bad story there. It's just like, do you not like the way how someone looks? Well, don't trust them. Is someone different? Don't put them on your boat. Yeah, just don't put them on your boat. He's got strength, he's got armour, and he's also got his massive nerve-controlled phallic tail. The experiment is a huge success. Gargan is ultra-powerful. He's the most powerful villain at this point, I think we should mention. In what we know, mm. he's more powerful than anyone that's it ever needs come to be before. Like some sort of, he's uh, basically chart or some sort of graph, like where these things yeah. come on terms of power level. I think we can. Ha- I can happily say that Scorpion is maybe number one. Doc Ock is there, but it's not powers really; it's his arms. Yeah, that's true. But Scorpion is straight superhuman. Mm. He's also got that massive fucking armor on. It's like it's like a green suit, like it's like one of them morph suits that you put over yourself and really thin ones, yeah. like that with a massive tail that he smashes things around and he's good to go. So he's kind of set loose, which is doesn't sound like the best idea anyone's ever had. <laughs> um, so, um, what training do you have with this huge fuck off tail? None. Right, go into the public, find Spider Man. Don't be unhinged. I hope you're a, a character, you know, I hope you're an honourable man. That's Me? what I hope you are. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> uh, Jameson doesn't really care as long as Spider-Man gets fucked up. At the airport, Betty and Pete say goodbye to Ned Leeds. He's gone for six whole months and Peter couldn't be more pleased. But the flirting <laughs> will have to wait. <laughs> if If Peter and Betty didn't break up when they did... Betty would have known Pete was being stalked because she would get to her regular stalking bush and find out that there was someone else there. There's just a cup of coffee on the floor. Like, yeah. <laughs> like loads of rappers. This isn't my cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't steal this hair from Peter either. What's going on? And he's just like, you, you I didn't, are you on the job as well? Uh, what's, <laughs> what's going on here? What is it about Peter that you want? That you that you like? He's just, um, I like the fact that he makes me get paid. <laughs> yeah, Mac's stupid. I think that we should note that Matt Gargan is oh, a yeah. thick fuck at this point. Gargan. What was Jameson up to? Is what Pete's wondering. He's got to get on that business. He's got to resolve that little dangling thread. So he swings by the Daily Bugle of Spider Man, and J. Jonah Jameson is really happy to see Spider Man. Offers him a coffee and a seat. It's time to talk, mate. This is a trap. Obviously. Spider-Man knows that, and just as he swings away, he is hit midair by the scorpion, Mac Gargan, who beats the shit out of him. Just wails on him. 
yeah, Spider-Man lands punches and Scorpion just looks at him. And J. Jonah Jameson is just screaming out of the window. He is really happy. And, dude, you can see from the pictures, the Scorpion is just landing punch after punch after punch with every limb. Nailing him. Absolutely wailing on him. Jameson's just leaning out the window, screaming his support, and the Scorpion is straight up killing Spider-Man. Yeah, that's dangerous, that is. The fight is quickly diffused when Spider uses his webs to trap Gargan. He realises that the, the one-on-one fight isn't working. Webs up Scorpion and job done. But Gargan, the Scorpion, remembers that I've got pincers now. So I can cut through it. it? Hang on a minute, guys. I've got pincers. <laughs> just forgot about it. Yeah, apparently he does. Yeah, it's, it's just his hands. Oh, just well, he, regular he, he hands. He just does like rock, paper, scissors <laughs> and cuts through it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's not like a Spock salute or anything. It's just straight up like, yeah, scissor fingers. Live long and prosper, but cutting through the web. I'll live long. I'll fucking live long and prosper. I'll get that fucking Spider-Man. Because <laughs> what we'll come on to, mate, is that he's actually been driven completely insane by what's been injected to him. Yeah. Like that's genuinely a plot thread that we'll get onto. Is that the more his powers constantly grow? Is like Dragon Ball Z. Like every fight he has, he gets stronger from it. I don't yeah. know if a scorpion has that power, but that's what has been explained to me. He gets stronger, but he also gets more cynical and evil. Yeah, as his powers grow, so he's just going completely fucking insane with every hit he takes, and he's he's, he's taking those hits well. Uh, so the web gets cut through. Spider-Man just stares at him, says that's kind of new, gets knocked out and launched off the top of a building through a barrel and loads of crates, and he's done. He's actually oh, knocked yeah. out down. He's crippled, man. Like Legs and arms facing wrong way. I've never seen him in such a state, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's tangled in his own webbing as well. It's so sad. Meanwhile, Dr. Stillwell has actually realised his mistake. Gargan's only going to get more powerful, more angry and more evil. <laughs> oh, I put I put the wrong bleach into it. It should have been the dead all. Oh, Jesus Christ, you're telling me I gave him the scorpion powers? Oh, no. He's going to get really evil like a scorpion does, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Google. Do our scorpions evil? Honestly, the, the advert came on the other day for, for the Google Home whatever, and she goes, oh, um, you know, good morning. And I'm telling you now, it's one o'clock in the morning. My Google my Google Home is set at like level 10. This bitch is just like, good morning. How are you today? The weather's going to be fine. The whole house is just like rattling about, just like, stumbling looking for things ready to fucking punch people that have invaded the home he's not good man like if you're gonna make the advert at least don't say the phrase that activates a million google homes across the nation across the world in fact so if dr stillwell isn't able to use this antidote gargan's just gonna be unstoppable jameson also realizes this as he asks gargan to bring him spider-man unmask him and you're done. Gargan just fucks off. He's like, no. He's done. So it's just slowly but turning into like fucking 
like Frankenstein. You are not the boss of me anymore, Jameson. <laughs> That's my insane voice. <laughs> so Jameson's like, man, I thought I could trust this guy. This obviously seedy lowlife. Well, this seedy lowlife has gone from bad to worse, and I've made him super-powered, and now he wants to kill someone, and he doesn't trust me, and I'm not the boss of him anymore. And he's 20, and 20 grand down. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's literally something he says. He's like, oh, do I have to spend more money? I'm, be- I'm making someone to beat the scorpion? He's got them deep pockets, man. <laughs> Imagine if he like bankrupted the Daily Bugle. Imagine if he bankrupted the Daily Bugle, trying to make someone more powerful than the last person he's made. He's and eventually, <laughs> he just makes it all worse. Like he started off with one spider, and now he has like a whole animal kingdom, man. I think scorpions have been chosen because they are they are like predators of spiders. They do eat spiders. They're one of the only animals that actually eat spiders, I think, and wasps and stuff like that. Well, what eat scorpions? So- I think us, we put them in bottles of vodka. <laughs> Gotta ferment that shit, man. <laughs> so Stillwell heads out with the antidote whilst Gargan is robbing the ju- robbing some jewels, of course. That's <laughs> Instant it, that's crime. It. 90 degree, like right turn, <laughs> straight to the bank. I realise I used about six different voices for the Scorpion, but I just need some pocket money. <laughs> <laughs> If he's going crazy, I kind of advocate the idea that he's got a split personality disorder. Oh, yeah. Just every t- single thing he says is from a different po- angry person within it. <laughs> yeah. It's not split, It's not like BPD or a split personality disorder. He just goes through different stages of anger constantly on the increase. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's turned him up to 11. Yeah. <laughs> So Stillwell heads off. Gargan can't believe his powers. Jameson is having a panic attack and no one can get in touch with either the scorpion or the scientist. The doctor approaches the scorpion with the antidote and says, mate, you need to take this real fast. Uh, I don't know why you would because life is really good for you right now. You can do anything you want, mate, but you'd really need to take this antidote. The scorpion obviously says no and goes away. (laughs) Just fuck that. Not happening, doc. This is quite brilliant what happens next. Uh, the scorpion flees with the jewels up the side of a building. The doctor tries to climb up after him. You know what? Fair play to this doctor. The doctor's got some stones. <laughs> he uh, crawls up the building and the doctor slips and falls. But with his last gasp, he throws the antidote at Gargan and misses. Oh, and God, it's so anticlimactic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to take you with me. Splat. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just see the fucking, the thing just smash off the wall. It's like, oh. <laughs> Spider-Man could have saved him. <laughs> Spider-Man comes a second later. He's like, oh, shit. Okay, well, they've got to get the scorpion now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You'd think that Spider-Man, whenever he versus someone, would just go, right, I need to, like, safety web the whole area. Just as soon as he starts versing someone, just start spraying web to the lower levels, just so it's like a circus net. They have a little scrap on the roof. Um, So, sorry, 
Spider-Man wakes <sighs> up from his beat You know dome. what's lovely about that one panel? <laughs> right. The fact that, that, Sp- that Scorpion is just saying, Spider-Man, just like our intro. That's exactly where that's so from, good. I think. Scorpion saying it. So Spider-Man wakes him from his beat down, flies straight in and takes Scorpion right out. He's still struggling, but they're fighting. Now, at the bugle, J. Jonah Jameson is having a full-blown panic attack. He's heard of the robbery and still has death. He realises it's on him. No one can stop the scorpion. And he genuinely... The only person that can pin the scorpion on JJ is dead. I don't think he has to worry. (laughs) Yeah. But he's he's still got good in him. He realises that the scorpion's committing crimes almost in his name, which isn't good. And it's going to go from bad to worse because the scorpion lays out Spider-Man for the second time. And he heads off to kill Jameson. (laughs) Well, that makes sense. The scorpion jumps both Jameson and Betty Brant. Betty screams, waking up Spidey, who flies into a rage hearing Betty's being in pain or being in terror. Our beaten hero flings himself in to the bugle to protect Jameson. And he finds out how he can, in the moment of truth, he finds out how he can beat Scorpion. He disposes all of his webbing onto the feet of Gargan, the scorpion, to stick him to the floor. Then... Because Scorpion's got no balance and can't really use his towel or his fists, he just starts beating the fucking shit out of him. <laughs> Those one punches, one after the other. Exactly like a punching, but just wailing on him. <laughs> like a speed back. Yeah, Jameson can't believe what's happening. Scorpion's done. Spider-Man isn't even mad. He just, he just says to Jameson, please just call the police, I'm gone, bye. <laughs> Getting real tired of your shit, Jameson. Fair play to Spidey because he has been beaten to shit. Like through that that comment is yeah, probably yeah. the worst one. He genuinely had the shit kicked out of him. Like, sometimes I look at the way how Ditko draws like feet with the angles and stuff, and it's not quite right. This time it wasn't quite right, and that's because he got fucked up. His feet weren't right because they were out of place, man. So Spidey swings home, beaten to hell. He needs an excuse for Aunt May. He says he was in a football game, which is why he's ruined. He gets stitched up by his aunt, and now he has a really hard task left to him. He's got to stitch up his ruined costume. So bad. However, at the bugle, Jameson is being treated as a hero. He's front page news, of course. And he swears to defeat Spider-Man. For the realistic reason, I have to give him this. Spider-Man can't be trusted. If he can beat the Scorpion, how can he be trusted with that power? It's all right, because Jameson and Jameson and Spidey are going to start fighting and then they're both going to realise that their mum's name's Martha and then they'll just get really fucking pallid. Give me anything that can make a man kill spiders. Oh, God. Oh, God, he's just having a heart palpitation again. <laughs> <laughs> it can't go wrong if he's got the conscience of a, a peaceful animal. Think hamster, hamster, give him a hamster mind. Oh, no, I don't like the idea of hamsters, man. Like, they clock, have you ever clocked them when there's a bit of light shining off the road? They look evil as fuck. And on that note, why not bring it to an end? We've come to the end of the story. We've come to the end of episode 22, Amazing Spider-Man 20, mate. Scorpion's been dealt with. Spider-Man's got a few concussions. Peter Parker is bruised up. Does his life seem a bit better? I'm going to say, meh. Mm. Eh? Mm. 
could be worse, I guess. Ned Leeds is out of the picture, so he's got a free run on Betty. Not to objectify or anything, but that's what this comic is basically saying, that if Ned then about, Peter can ask her for a date, at least. So uh, I'm not sure if it's getting better or worse. It's kind of in... At least he's chalked another one on the big old win board for himself, especially after having his confidence knocked. Yeah, and the Scorpion's genuinely quite powerful. He's just a fucking idiot. That's the only problem. But Matt Gargan, now the Scorpion, Spider-Man has a new villain to deal with. He's dealt with him. But it's just a growing list of problems. Uh, Next time, he tries to steal the Human Touch's girlfriend again. Fucking hell. And what better note to end the episode on that, mate? Uh, We'll uh, catch you next time with episode 23. From me, James Rushton, and that over there is Bradley Hughes. It's goodbye from us.